Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle P for P. Real Talk in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you, yes, you are looking for a drug-free, if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on in a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now let's just chatter with the banter. And all of the crazy, guess what? We still have life going on. And we're going to live it. So with that being said, of course, we're still in the power outage where I am living. Des has been traveling, dealing with things with her family, so she won't be joining us. But we do have our guest, and we do have everything set up to have a good show. So let's please do so. So without further ado, we're going to be talking with Carly Williams. I call her Carly Hustle because she's always finding a way and with everything that's going on with the pandemic and everything else, we have people just basically looking and hearing things that are just taking them away and taking them out of the situation of gaining and getting better. And for some reason, it's starting to take hold to even the most positive people. And this is disheartening because a lot of times the positive people are the ones that keep not, not really negative people at bay, but just keep motivation involved and keep hope in life. And she's found a way to do all of that, and she's come up with some creative ways to uh, basically keep the society involved and engaged with each other, which is a failing thing happening right now because most people would rather be at each other's throats instead of basically being at each other's sides and helping and supporting and just uplifting each other. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to get into this show right now. Carly, are you there? Please introduce yourself if you Hi, yeah, I think I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me? All right, yeah. awesome. Hi, yeah, my name is Carly, um, or Carly Hustle, you can call me that for sure. And like Kayla said, I have recently, because of COVID, actually became pretty much unemployed um, and had a, I had a lot of things going on, too. So I'm a NASM certified trainer. I've been training for a long time. I have a bachelor's degree in kinesiology. Um, I just do a lot of things in the community in general. It really, at the end of the day, doesn't really matter your search. It's really where your hearts are <laughs> um, in terms of being, I think, successful in everything that you're doing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit about myself. <laughs> now, what, one of the things that you just talked about, you know, like there's everything that was going on, and then all of a sudden it seemed like the, the platform or the rug was pulled from under us. And now a lot of us are struggling, running around. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people posting a lot of positive memes, saying a lot of positive things. But when the the poop hit the fan, it seemed like they fell off. Things became really negative, political. You know, when, when you're having this around you, how do you navigate through that and still keep the people you're involved with engaged in life to where they'll want to be successful 
and still keep doing better and better because it's not an easy thing right now, and it's not very supported when you're trying to do that because basically people are clawing and scratching just to, you know, keep their head above water. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think one of the biggest things that, that has been beneficial to me is that although there's a lot of hardship going on right now, a lot of crazy things going on right now, there's comfort in the fact that we can do it together. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like every single one of us is going through COVID at some extreme, and it's the fact of being almost vulnerable with people and like, hey, listen, I'm human too. I'm going through these things too. And the the brilliant thing is like that we're all alone but we're all alone together and what can we do because at the end of the day you're either going to float or sink and even the strongest people when their whole routine is shattered it is very it is you know it is difficult and I can't sit here and say it's not it's just keep trying and like making sure that your heart is in the right area um, and I think part of it too is just you know being in a field where like the gym alone I feel is like everyone comes together like people at the gym like don't (laughs) they all have the same goal we all have the same goal to be better and whether or not like it's in ideal situations or awful situations uh fitness really i don't know it has a it has a remarkable way i feel of bringing people together if it's if it's led the right way yes uh one of the things that uh has been beneficial to me and i've spoken to people that i know about this uh in depth is that when, you know, when everything happened, you know, I lost my church family and my fitness family because, you know, we couldn't go to either. And it was just, it was one of those times where you really had to do some soul searching. And thankfully, you know, with my belief in Christ, I didn't fall apart, but there was definitely some days where you struggled with, you know, what's going on, what's going to happen, how long is it going to last? And like I said, because people were so shocked by just how deep the rabbit hole went, a lot of people weren't mentally or physically prepared for this kind of dilemma. And, you know, even the strongest were were withering away. And and, and it was disheartening because, you know, there was a lot of people we we seen, like in social media, we want the followers, we want people keeping tabs on us, we want people checking in on us, and we want that like society. But then now that when when we had to really start engaging and supporting the people that were supporting us, it seemed like it was one-sided. And I was very sad to see that. And it, it hurt a great deal to watch how negative, you know, things were seeming to go. And I, there was something that you had said with the kids in Chicago about how, you know, the cream rises to the top and how we're going to, you know, we're we're going to be here for you. And that was one of the things that I, I had told Cindy, and I know you had told Cindy as well, Cindy Blumenthal, for everybody who is not familiar with who we're talking about. Um, and she really was always questioning if we were really going to do that because, you know, so many people in the past had uh, promised to be there through thick and thin, and I really don't think she understood the depth of what we were saying. So I didn't really see. <laughs> the relevance of why she thought that way until now. And it seems to make more sense to me because, you know, the people that had said, yeah, we're going to be there uh, really weren't. And, and, you know, they said they were going to be there for the kids and they promised them all this stuff and they really weren't there for that. So I I understand what she was saying better now than I did, but I still say the people that are, are, are real and genuine, 
will shine through because they're going to be there no matter what. And you've proven that, you know, you've, you've done these uh, online Zoom classes. You've uh, updated me with Zoom. Uh, there's other things and other avenues that are happening for you. And, you know, I remember Joe Kondzewski had said, this was a good paradigm shift for anyone that has to be creative because now, guess what, you have to be creative. So what are some of the things that have been sparked in your brain and what are some of the avenues that have been made available during this time? Well, I would have to say that one thing with the pandemic is that people might have had a platform, like people have different platforms and different things already built up. The second this pandemic started, it doesn't matter how long you've been around, we all had the same playing field. So at, this, at the same time of it, you know, almost feeling like a disadvantage, it's like also it's like, it also is an advantage to use your creative energy, even though it can feel disheartening sometimes. Um, so like with the, when, the, when the pandemic started, for example, like the gyms all shut down. And at the very beginning, mm-hmm. we didn't know how long that was going to be for. So the first thing I started doing was, hey, I know that personally this is messing my routine up. So how many other people that was I training, is it messing their routine up? So communication to me was like the – the first thing that, like, really started sparking things out is, like, I reached out to people every single weekend, whether or not, like, they really were – some people were complying and some of my clients were still engaging with stuff, and a lot of people weren't. And regardless of the fact, I still kept reaching out because I know it's a hard time. And I felt like that opened up so many different avenues for me. Um, and it was literally just out of me caring. And and then I had other other people, like, that, that still were truly interested in, like, keep being a better version of themselves and like trying to keep their head up and that light in them kind of like shine some light in myself too. Um, so it's like, we're, like mm-hmm. I said, like we're all in this together. So it's like, you see that there's other people that want to do it. So I started after like seeing after a couple of weeks, all right, I don't think this is going to start opening up. What can I do? So I immediately started just doing FaceTime one-on-one with some of my clients. And like that little facial interaction is not the same as in the gym. It absolutely isn't, but it's still, like, it's a connection. It's still keeping these people moving. It brightens up their day. Like, it makes a huge difference. And, like, that little bit sparked into more. It's like, well, I used to do challenges through the gym. I used to do, like, the workshops that I got you involved in through the gym. Like, how can I train this into a, like, an online outlet? And it's like, well, everyone's mm-hmm. stuck at home. So most of these fitness providers have to be stuck at home, too. Uh, and yes. actually, like, it was a remarkable thing because most of the people, like those other people that I was getting involved in this too, that were going, like other instructors that were going through their own hardships, like really bad, like real bad depression. So they, they were out of their practice. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the feedback I got from them just for the opportunity, like it made my, like it made me tear up with one of the girls, like, cause it like rebrought light and fire back into her. And like, that's what I do this for, you know? <laughs> Um, so it's like yes. bringing the community together, and you see we're all on the same playing field. You know everyone has a good heart, and it's like some people are just really kicked down right now. But when you focus on the positive and you just do small things that make you uncomfortable every single day, it adds up to something, even if you don't really know what to do, because who does know what to do right now, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I noticed that the uh, – well, okay, let's go, go, go to Charles. He's got a good one. And I think this tags along with right what you were just saying. Because he's saying, you know, well, you guys are always positive and you always find a way. So how hard is it to find something else to do to basically lift people up? And I'll answer that one first because, you know, he, he's got 
kind of, sort of the idea of where our hearts are, but he doesn't understand that life happens to us as well. And I'm going to bring in the fact of what happened with you and your accident where your arm was injured and the rest of your body was bruised up. So it's not like everything was hunky-dory. You were sitting on piles of cash and had no worries in your life. You know, your life was on the line when when the accident had happened. So elaborate on that, and then let's uh, basically answer Charles's uh, uh, statement with an understanding that life happens to us as well. Absolutely. I mean, this quarantine, more than just the accident, like other things happened too, this quarantine. Um, actually, I've had an awful quarantine, but I'm still, you know, making strides. So during the accident, I got in a crash in Chicago. I My boyfriend was driving. We've made a sharper turn, and he missed the turn. We hit a median. I flew uh, a decent amount and broke my arm. I broke my ulna, split in two. I got seven screws in my arm now. My uh, uh, ulna was just a Bionic woman. Pretty much like... Yeah, now I'm now I'm the girl in steel for real. So <laughs> um, every obstacle, there's definitely something to overcome. But, but I mean, like I've gotten that, you know. But at the end of the day, too, is like if I am alive, there's still fight left in me. During this quarantine, also, I lost one of like the dearest pe- people to my life, like my uncle who helped raise me as well. And then mm-hmm. like other things was happening too. I was out of a job, you know. It's like it's not like you know people are out of jobs. I'm like I was out of job. They fired us. Like they fired everybody um, across the board. So it's like we had zero job security um, or knowing exactly what the next steps were going to be. So like we're all human, and it's not necessarily what happens to us. It just it's more or less like how we. We we all like make it. ourselves vulnerable and react, and it's mind over matter. We're going through things too. It's not emotionally easy all the time, or you know even ever. Like you know, it's just the forward positive steps that you can take. And you know, I'm really proud of myself for for the the way I've handled things and taken things, and it's a new lesson every single time. And it's just sometimes choosing the harder route in the moment of being disciplined and like keep moving and keep trying, and that, like, a few days later, I'll be like, well, I'm so proud of myself. Like, I can't believe I was able to accomplish that, even with this going on. Um, I always think, you know, someone who had it worse, they had better, and I just truly love what I do, and I truly love people, and I want to make the best versions of everybody, including myself, and you can't, you can't lead as the best version, like, teach someone else to be the best version of themselves if you're not actively practicing on yourself, so. (laughs) Amen to that. Amen to that. And Charles, I'd like to add on to what you just said is, you know, life, life happens. Uh, even as we speak, my mom's in the hospital currently dealing with some heart issues. Uh, we, we, everybody that was in the, the gym uh, field of fitness and health took a really big hit because basically there's nothing to be done because everything was shut down. Uh, when you talk about physically going to your place of business, that's no longer possible, period. There was no, ifs, ands, or buts about that, and it was just what was done was done, and we had to live with that. So when this was going on, there was a lot happening, but that didn't mean we had any say or or could react the way we would normally do and deal with that issue. It was just the understanding that where do we go from here? And that was a weird spot to be when, you know, your life is, is all about engaging with people and helping them address their their issues in lives. And then you find out that your issues have become their issues because now you can no longer help them as they're used to doing. So it was, it, it's been a challenging time 
Um, it's it's never been hunky dory. It, I mean, I know you guys think we sit on loot, piles and piles of cl- of personal training cash, but that's not necessarily so. There's a lot of things that are happening uh, with family, with friends during this downturn. Especially, we're spending much more money than we're making because uh, you know everybody's mm-hmm. worried about you know tomorrow. So if that's the understanding of what's going on, we have to see reality for what it is. You have to find a way. And we've been in, put in such uncomfortable situations so often that finding a way becomes easier, not out of the understanding that we're better, but understanding that necessity requires us to find ways and get better at it. So when we're doing these mm-hmm. things, we, we got to keep pushing, keep getting better, keep doing better. Because like Carly said, how can we teach you if we're not practitioners of what we actually believe? So if that's the case, Mm -hmm. then we're always in a bad situation. Then we're always having to be creative. Then we're always having to push past discomfort and find comfort in discomfort. And if that's the case, then you're not a, a better person. You're just better at dealing with discomfort. And that's not a good place to be all the time because mentally and physically it can wear you down. So, you know, if if I'm good at something, it's because I practice it a lot. And if uh, you're going to be good at something, you're going to have to practice a lot. When I'm in in the fitness realm, I'm doing an awful lot to practice to get better at what I do. But that means I'm always pushing myself through discomfort. So, Charles, just so you know, you know, we're not – always happy like you think we're happy and we're always we're not always in a, in a great situation but we find the greatness in the situation that we're in and if it's challenging sometimes we jump at the challenge because that's where we find our joy i know it sounds crazy but it's true and if you can't find joy in the challenge then maybe you need to get around us more often so if you know somebody in your gym or in your family or in your life Get around them and see what makes them smile when things start getting hard. And that's the one you want to be around because there's a challenge and they see it. And if they see it sooner than you do, then thank God for it. Uh, anything else to add to that, Carl? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you pretty much summed it all up. Yeah, I mean, it's just definitely just being comfortable with the uncomfortable. I have that, you know, I'll, I will say one more thing. Uh, I have clients say that all the time and one of the things I've noticed kind of on like social media too is like people being a little bit more honest about like their platforms um and their discomfort because anytime you want to discuss a discomfort with people it's like almost like it's like they have you on a pedestal it's like oh they're going through all these problems like no we're all going through all these problems it's what you do with them and you know that's it that's literally it that's what you do with your problems and you can turn your your problem into power like and not in not in a bad way like but it's your own personal strength i need a t-shirt that says that you can turn your problems into power yes yes don't let me forget that we gotta we gotta get a a shirt that says that (laughs) (laughs) it's true though it's so true so now, what are some of the motivating things you've been able to do for yourself and then pass that along to your clients, your friends, and your family? Well, I mean, so for myself, I try to keep the discipline of routine, like, in terms of at least, like, so for, for my physical things, like, it's like I try to keep the routine. And actually, this quarantine actually could have been a little bit of a blessing for myself, too, because at the last job I was at, 
I was really overworking myself for sure. I had 44 clients, yeah. uh, you know, I'm doing a meal prep thing on the side. I wasn't sleeping nearly ever. And then, you know, on top of that, you know, we're all about fitness. So it's like at the end of the day, you still want to get your work in with your team, like get your your workouts in. That's what keeps the sanity and everything stable. So it's like I was really running myself thin. So not only that, it's like made it very clear as like doing things for self-care. Um, and one of the things I've mm-hmm. done is I've actually – I do I do group classes through my phone um, every Monday through Thursday at 7.30 at night our time. And one of the things I did was make it one of the classes a mobility class. And while mm-hmm. that mutually helps everyone else, it's also like something that's fueling my own self-care too. It's making sure I spend an hour at least a week doing mobility. Um, so self-care with that. And it's like, like I said, you, you it. There's not enough words where you could teach someone or tell someone how to be great. Is that you really have to just be the actions that you want to see in other people, and people that are like-minded will, will kind of like just start gravitating towards you, and then people that that see you're doing well and have true intentions tend to start going towards you too. And it's every time you make yourself more uncomfortable or put yourself out there, you know, and you have a true heart. And, and I can't emphasize that enough. You're not out there for the money. You just have a true heart for something or someone. And that's where putting yourself in the right field is so important because you need to have that true heart. Other people will see it and feel it. And I think, man, just being a good person. <laughs> I think that mm-hmm. has to be discussed too. Just being a good person. And that's in every sort of work environment that you're in. Like being a better person, doing things without the expectations of getting things in return. I've been really working on that with myself. It's like I need to make sure that, Anything I'm doing for someone, I just am doing it because I want to do it. I want to be there. I want to be kind. And that sort of energy, it it rubs off on other people too. And just being that sort of presence alone without saying anything, it really, it brings those who are around you up with you. And I always want to lead aside someone, never barking at them or in front of them. I mean, maybe in some of my fitness classes, you know, oh, yelling doesn't hurt. But you always want to be next to someone see their struggles and empower them with not only your words, but those actions with it. And I think that's all I've been doing in this quarantine is like trying to work on better actions and being stronger and focusing on my mind. And I have a little bit more time to do that, but I'm still keeping myself crazy busy. But I think those actions are the most powerful thing that you can do for anyone you love. <laughs> that That's true. And and one of the things that I've, I've learned, you know, like uh, I remember when Mike had asked about, doing some online stuff for the members that were still paying to keep his gym open. And when uh, I was shocked that he, he invited me in and I was thinking, okay, we're going to have this setup plan. We're going to, going to, we're going to do all this stuff to uh, help out. And so I'm thinking about the day he wanted to, uh, to do, do it and set it up. And he's like, all right, get started. And I was like, wait, what? Because I had been at home, like you said, de-stressing and, and basically lounging and getting the COVID-15. And it was so funny because I thought I was going to die when, when I did the first class. But after we started, I took the views and how many people and, and just where the, you know, the people were coming from. Because I figured it would be fit by the U alum. And then I didn't realize the people, homes that I was going into that I would never even know or reach. And then friend requests started coming in because they wanted to do a tagging and stuff like that, sharing. And it, it was just so crazy to see the outreach from it. Like you said, you, you, if you do it, 
and, and then when the gym had opened back up and he was like, well, we can shut it down now. You don't have to do it online. And that was the first thing that people were messaging me asking, you know, was, hey, uh, now that the gym's back open, are you going to stop doing the online class? And I was thinking, you know, I, I had every intention of stopping the, the online class because my members were going to be coming back. But then you realize the people that are now watching that did not have this availability back in the day that never had an intent to come to the gym or had an intent to be around people mm-hmm. in general because they're just not people persons. And, and, and that was something that, you know, kind of bothered my brain because I never thought in that fashion because I'm so engaging with people because I'm so used to being around others. It was never even a consideration mm-hmm. if that was even possible. It was just something I was going to do. But then to see that people that are losing 15 and 20 pounds doing these classes because, you know, they have a chance to be around an instructor, not just somebody that's basically wanting to push them along or supporting them, but because they're actually Mm -hmm. engaged in helping them improve. And so that was really impressive. Uh, For me, it was humbling uh, because, like I said, it was something I had never thought of. But it was also one of those Mm -hmm. things about the creativity about making it available for the opportunity to give without receiving anything. Because some of the people that are watching, I'll never meet in life. And that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's the reality of where we are and what we're doing. Mm-hmm, absolutely. That's one of the things I'm going to probably try to keep with me as going forward, too, is even though I'm starting to do in-person training, I still am keeping my classes mm-hmm. going. And it yeah. definitely is a limitation that I would have had for myself if this never happened because I hate, <laughs> I, I'm almost, I hate like non-personal interactions. I love in-person yeah. stuff. I'm like one of those people that's like, yeah. I'm an awful texter. I'm awful on social media. Like I just love in-person interactions. I'm a very personable person. So if if you would have told me like eight months ago, like, you're going to be doing these online fitness classes for people and whatever, I would have been like, no way. <laughs> So that was a, it was a mental yeah. barrier for myself, but now I have all these regular people, and it's still a connection. And it's crazy, is like I'm reaching moms that just had babies that wouldn't have been able to go to the gym otherwise, or um, mm-hmm. you know, people are a little bit older and they're afraid to go to the gym, or like different different groups of people, like you said, that weren't able to possibly go to or see me, or maybe like they one of my clients that moved to a different state, they wouldn't have been able to see me otherwise. But now that I have this as an option. There's more people I'm able to influence, and it's really like another tool of being able to be the best version I have self and help more people. So I've, I'm still keeping my online stuff, and the next challenge I do, I plan on keeping it online and in real life. <laughs> so it's definitely it's pretty cool, you know, adapting yeah, and stuff. It really is. And and one of the things that uh, I, I it's embarrassing to me. Because I used to be the home workout guy simply because I didn't have the time for gym. I didn't have the time, the travel time for certain things because uh, I didn't live close to a, a good facility. You know, there were the, the – I, I don't really want to knock the gyms, but they weren't well-equipped. They were basically for their brothers and sisters to come around and a tax write-off at the end of the year. That's the ones that I was closest to. And – it, it was very basic, and I was basically looked on as an outsider for walking through the door. So that was what I had. So I was like, well, I'd be better off, you know, doing something at home. And I don't, I 
had gotten something con- uh, equal to a Bowflex, but it was an electronic version, and it had all the the equipment. It was like a Nautilus, but just with the, the band and stuff like that. And I was very happy working at home because I really didn't need that atmosphere. I didn't need, uh, you know, people basically interrupting or jumping in on my set. I was very focused on uh, creating a better me. And in the process of doing so, that time that had been made available by not doing the traveling, by not having to to go and engage in others, you know, I, I saw the benefit in that. But I didn't translate that with me when all of this happened until this moment happened and then it brought it all back. And I was like, oh, yeah, now it all makes sense. Now I see why people don't like coming to the gym. Now I see why people don't like standing next to so-and-so. You know, it all, it, it's more relevant. And like you said, it took something like this to happen for me to finally get the understanding of it. Mm-hmm. You become such a gym, like a gym rat that like, they're like, how do you, what do you mean you don't just want to go to the gym? Just go to the gym, you know? But yeah. I don't realize that, like, people's different routines and there's different things going on. Like, oh, okay, it makes sense. When you see that they do have good heart and they do have good work ethic, it really was just one of those barriers out there that now it's making us extremely, like, a lot more accessible for them. So that's definitely exactly. cool. Exactly. And then that, then if, you know, we ever want to travel and you have everybody online, now we also have the option that you can also, I can train people off my phone. So if I ever want to go yeah. do something, I'm able to really do good. so, whereas before it was a lot harder, too. So that's something that's kind of cool, too, and a tool that I now know that I have in the future if I want to keep people accountable while on vacation or something, too. Yeah, so. and and they can take you with them. I mean, like, uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that's, I, like, eh, boy, it's so, it's so embarrassing. Because that field had been wide open, and yet I, I would have never thought to even attempt it, and yet there it is right in front of my face. And it had always been there if I had so chosen it. And it took you basically having to awaken my mind to even want to do it. Because right <laughs> after you did that, two weeks after we, we did the uh, the Zoom out of, out of your room, out of your house, is when Mike had told me to come back to the gym and start doing it. And I was like, well, I don't know enough about Zoom to do it, but why don't we just do a Facebook Live and, and make that happen? And then, and then all of a sudden, all these opportunities are available, and people are messaging, well, you know, why don't you do that? Uh, I'm, I'm not good around people. I'm an introvert, but I sure could use your training at, at home, and can we set something up? So that was another uh, avenue to use. And, and, you know, as an entrepreneur, that's that's a great availability to have out there because you're still social networking without being socially networked. And I, I say that meaning that you don't have to sit there and, and sell your soul to do something that you can only give half your passion to. You can give all your passion to this because it's really who you are from your own home or from, from your mm-hmm. business to their home. But you're still engaging them as the individual they are. And I think that's very important. And I think something that's something that we've been missing. And I really think this can grow the business, especially for people who are, who don't have a need to do drugs or, or, or enhancing drug enhancers and stuff like that, but just want a better body and a healthier lifestyle. And one of the things that I also mm-hmm. noticed is that the children are more involved 
when they're at home than as compared to when they are, you know, in in the public venue because they basically have to be put oh, yeah, away from sure. the parents. Yeah, instead of being engaged with the parents, watching them be active in life. And I said, you know, that's something that really got me because I I don't know if you remember when I was over at your house, you and uh, AJ, and the lady had the the Elmo in the screen, and I was thinking, wow, <laughs> that, that's really creative. And she was saying that the Elmo wasn't doing the exercises, but the camera had been knocked over, and she didn't want to stop doing her routine. And I, I said, you know, well, that's important because if we're teaching the next generation, isn't it nice to have the option of teaching them health and fitness as it's happening live and in person? Absolutely. And I can't tell you the number of kids that go into like the live classes I have and they see their parent doing something and there are these little little babies and they're trying to imitate like they they try to imitate their parents. Like it's super true. It's like do as do like kids do what they their parents show them, not necessarily what they say. So yes. they start off at a young age. That's what I tell like new moms or moms in general, it's so important to get your health right and it's so it's so important to help your kids out young because you don't want to put them at a disadvantage later in life and then to have the same struggles you're having right now with these health conditions. Exactly. Like, if you start now, let that be your passion. Let that be your driver. Like, get your kids involved. Be by your kids. Like, kids can do body weight stuff all day. I know, like, some, some mm. parents don't want them doing, like, mass weights, but, like, you little know, kids can do push-ups. They can do their jumping jacks. They can do those little body weight squats and seeing their mom and excited by it and doing that with their mom and having that quality time, especially for those parents that feel guilty leaving their kids if they work an eight to five and then have to go home and they're going to leave right back for the gym. It gives another avenue uh, to, to really help, you know, we're all about helping the kids, you know, another, another avenue to help the foundation of children. And that that's awesome. I love seeing the kiddos yeah. run into the screen and start doing stuff. It's so, it's so cute. And some of these kids are pretty good at it too. <laughs> Yes. Well, here's the thing that I've learned from uh, watching the the families in, engage, the, watching the families engage, and then having them do all these things is that, you know, parents are so scared that their kids want to lift up all this heavy weight. Kids are going eyes wide open, not understanding what they're getting into. But when they pick up that weight and realize they, it, mommy and daddy make it look easy, but it's not as easy as they thought. So that body weight is all right with them. And I really got a good chuckle out of that because, you know, since I've been seeing what I've been seeing, how the kids were like, oh, yeah, I want to grab that 25. I want it, but now you do more than one, and here's two, and here's three, and you're starting to get tired. Well, mom does 14, so they have that little personal shame and embarrassment for not being able to go as far and as fast as mommy and daddy did. So it's, it's bringing knowledge into them in a healthy way and they don't have to be embarrassed in that public uh, outing when it's happening. So I, I think that's uh, something that's going to be going into the future where where families can be families just like they do over Wii Sports and everything else, PlayStation. Now they can do that from home online and, and, and see reality for what it is. And I, I really love that avenue. And I think I'm on the same page with you watching the kiddos uh, watch their parents and see the love and the joy in being uncomfortable because I think some children don't get raised up with that understanding and it's like a slap in the face when they're faced with adversity later in life, not knowing how to face adversity early in life. Because, you know, if if everything's hunky-dory, then you don't really learn much. But when you're stressed and you're pushed 
and you're uncomfortable, then you grow a great deal. So I'm I'm very interested to see how this turns out. Uh, the paradigm shift is already happening uh, for anyone that's in the business. You'd better make this part of your business or you're going to be out of business in a very relatively mm-hmm. short period of time. So, uh, Carly, I know your time's precious, and I, I want to get you off to whatever you got to do. But, hey, I just want you to say any parting words for the entrepreneurs and any parting words for the people who are struggling mentally and physically right now. Absolutely. Um, well, like I said, you know, it, it's really, this is hard for everybody. And I think when I show people like the, I'm vulnerable with my clients and vulnerable with my own insecurities, like, man, we do all have problems. I promise you it's not easy. If I make it look easy, it's definitely not. And we got this. And, there, and there's, there's a lot of comfort in, in knowing the fact that, you know, you're not alone right now. Because everyone is going through this to some extent together. So if if you haven't already, there are so many online platforms out there for fitness. I just like new like boss ideas of like people getting together, like speaking online. Try to take the initiative to join one of those little groups if you're feeling down. And and being you are a product of who you surround yourself. So being by other yeah. people that are just trying makes us so strong. And together, you know, together everyone is stronger. So. Everyone out there, you guys can do it. Just make sure your heart's in the right place. I never go after money. I just go after love. And at the end of the day, that you know, that makes me happy at night. And it makes it a lot easier, I think, that when I lost my monetary, you know, like I lost my job, so completely. But when I lost that, there's comfort in myself knowing that I have the mind and the heart to keep loving enough and keep caring and keep thriving enough that I'll be okay. And if you can sleep with that at night, that is wealth, you know. <laughs> so there you um, go. So we got Car- Carly Hustle, we got Carby Eat, and we got everything rolled in one, and that's this woman. Carly, thanks so much for sharing that time, and uh, thanks for being you. You're a true blessing to any and all who know you. Uh, Desiree, I'm sorry you couldn't make it on the show, but Carly did more than uh, fill in the blanks for me, and she made this show easy. So everybody out there. Take care of yourself, take care of your mind, take care of your body. And this is Kaylin Patterson with Charlie. We are out. Mm-hmm.